0: Pass is picked off, and who is it? Big B.J. Raji for the touchdown! Pump fake. Wallace picked off. Nick Collins. Nick Collins on the return inside the 10. Leaps for the touchdown!
3: What's up, guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access post game show. My name is Clayton. You can check us out at packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at packers underscore access. If you'd like to email the show, you can send a message to packerstotalaccess at gmail.com. And the uh, Packers come away here out of Buffalo um, with a tough loss, 27 to 17. I got to be completely upfront and honest. I didn't think they would keep it that close. So, you know, it didn't feel like it was that close the majority of the game, but as things went, you know, kind of wound down and the defense adjusted and of course Buffalo kind of went into their four minute offense a little bit early in my opinion. Um I had to go back and look at the tape, but for me it seemed like they took their their, you know, uh, their foot off the throttle a bit. But the Packers really battled back and you know, the story of the day for me it's real simple. Um you were without your top 3 wide receivers. Alan Lazard was out, Randall Cobb was out. Early in the first quarter, Christian Watson goes out. He goes into concussion protocol. Uh, thoughts and prayers go out to him. Hopefully everything's good there. Um, he he did walk off, so that looked good at first. When you seen the neck kind of bend, it, it got me a little bit, you know, a little bit concerned because, you know, um, anytime you deal with neck injuries, we've seen it time and time again, you know, with Jermichael Finley and Nick Collins and on and on and on. Um, you know, it just – you don't want to see that for, uh, for any player, uh, you know, much less uh, – a young, you know, a young player just getting his career off and running. So um, let's do this. Let's just kind of dive in. We're going to keep an eye on Twitter to see if, uh, uh, if and when Matt Lafleur comes to the podium, as well as Aaron Rodgers, maybe hear from them a bit. I'm flying solo as of right now. There may be others jump on here in a little bit, and if they do, then we will, uh, of course, you know, uh, kind of, kind of check in with them and see what they thought of the game. But um, the plan is to tomorrow evening go live with Coach Hahn. And we're gonna do a little bit of a game review um and kind of talk about okay, how did the game end up in the in the position it was in, right? And and more more or less it's it's gonna be a, a podcast and a video, a show, if you will, of of how the game flowed, right? And that's the whole purpose of that show. We're gonna give that a shot and see if you guys like that content. And just anyway we can kind of mix things up and and you know, bring you guys a little bit more value. That's what we're planning on doing. So all right, with that being said, you know, there's a tweet by Andy Herman here that really summed everything up for me. He tweeted out just a few minutes ago. He said, this is Andy Herman on Twitter, at Andy Herman NFL." He said, if you would have told me the Packers put up almost 400 yards of offense, held Josh Allen to 13 of 25 passing for 218, two touchdowns, two interceptions, won the turnover battle, ran for over 200 yards, and won time of possession by over seven minutes. I would have liked Green Bay's odds, but they lost by 10. And uh, that really sums it up, man. I mean, like I said the entire night, you you never really felt like, okay, Green, bay, Green Bay's Green bay got a shot here. But when you look at all the statistics, when you look at how everything kind of wound down, it was just big plays at crucial moments. And uh, we're going to kind of get into, you know, my chart and how i seen the game in real time. But honestly, the thing that, that stood out to me the most on, on defense was just run defense and – God, I, I don't want to say it. I say it every single week, and it just makes me come across as an A-ho trying to single a person out. But, man, Darnell Savage, dude. Oh, Darnell Savage was just so – you know, it, they even highlighted it in real time, went back, got one replay or what have you, and um, they, uh, they went back and, and highlighted that he had C-gap responsibility, if I understood correctly. That's what Chris Collinsworth was talking about. And, um, Chris, uh, Chris Collinsworth was like, it's his responsibility to get in there and play the C gap. And, and you see it time and time again in every big play. It's like, he is just, he's late to the ball. It's, it's one of those things that when he is where he's supposed to be, he's missing tackles and 90% of the time he's not where he's supposed to be period. So I don't know, man, it just, uh, it's, uh, tough thing i don't know tough thing to deal with when you got your your free safety playing that of ball and i'm gonna try not to make this too negative tonight you know i mean it's one of those games that again i come away feeling feeling you know a little bit better about it i was expecting them you know of course it was a 10 point spread i think some some bookies had it at 11 but uh i believe 10 was the number everyone settled on 10 to 10 and a half and and of course it ended up being a 10 point game you know I don't look at this and go, God, the Packers played horrible. I mean, guys, Quay Walker left the game. He got ejected. Stupid bonehead play. I get it on the sideline, but he gets ejected. They lose Devondre Campbell. I mean, they were down to their their backup inside linebackers, their backup wide receivers, right? Like, the offensive line was horrendous early on, and they settled in. That's really, to me, what put this game out of reach fairly early was the offensive line play play I'll, I'll say that that's that's just kind of kind of what stuck out to me. So, um with that being said, let's just kind of let's kind of check in here, all right? In the first quarter, Jair came out and, you know, as you guys seen with the pre-game festivities there, he and uh Stefan Diggs were in each uh, each other's grill from the time that they came out of out of the uh out of the tunnel, right? And uh ja came out and kind of backed it up. He did he had a pass break up there in the first uh, first quarter. He was all over the ball. We were pounding the rock in the A and the B gap with Aaron Jones. AJ Dillon had a swing pass, and we had another swing pass to Aaron Jones. You can see they were they were jamming it up in there between the A and the B gap and then using swing passes on the outside against this this soft uh this soft zone defense that they were running. But early on, the big thing there that they kind of took the, the wind out of the sails, Zach Tom got his lunch eight at left guard. I mean, it was it was really, really bad. Um, you know, then you had he punted the ball away, the Bills get the ball, and they just started gashing us for runs. You had a B-gap run of 10 yards. You had a 32-yarder that, in, in my opinion, was off the right side. You could see Gary kind of stumble on that play, if I remember correctly. That was a uh, a, uh, a tough play to watch there. And when Josh Allen cut the corner on the left side there in the first quarter, uh, you know, bearing down the end zone, and Darnell Savage missed that tackle, Darnell Savage looked like he he didn't want anything to do with trying to tackle Josh Allen. And guys, as a safety, that's a problem. I understand Josh Allen's a big old boy. I get it. I mean, he's big corn fed. Looks like he, you know, I I what is he like 6'5, whatever, 230, 240, whatever he is. But as a free safety in this defense, the quarterback should be thinking, okay, I've got to, I've got to be careful here. I don't want to get my legs taken out. I don't want to get my cat peeled. And Darnell Savage just looks like he was uninterested. And, you know, me being the Savage hater that I'm kind of uh, stepped into this role, <laughs> not intentionally, but people in the chat said the same thing. I won't use the language they were using, but it was like they seen the same exact thing. It's just it's it's hard to watch. Now, I hated the flea flicker call there early in the game. That To me, that just screamed dep- desperation, right? It was you know, the, the flea flicker and, and Rodgers' really only option was to throw into double coverage. Some people were saying triple coverage. To me, it felt like double coverage. And what's crazy is it was deadly accurate. It hit Dobbs right on the hands, and uh, they just happened to uh, to get their hand on it as well, right? But the flea flicker, I don't like that play. Uh, Quay Walker came out, started to play solid, had a punch out there, caused a fumble. Um, of course, they, uh, they ruled that Buffalo recovered. And then, then you had Russell getting burnt by digs. That looked like a combination coverage there. I, I'm excited to go back and look at the tape and see exactly what happened there. But uh tough play there for Russell Douglas for sure. Gives up the touchdown. And, and to me, it looked like just kind of early on, um, it, it kind of looked like they were playing a little Belichick ball. It looked to me as if what they were trying to do was put Russell Douglas with bracket coverage on – um on Stefan Diggs the majority of the not. And then they had Jair Alexander covering uh Gabriel Davis, right? And that's kind of an old Belichick trick right there. Double, you know, double the the number one receiver with your second corner, your second best corner and some safety bracket help. And then put your number one corner on the number two receiver. And uh it, it seemed to it seemed to kind of keep Allen in check. I mean when you think about it. It didn't feel like that in the first half, but you know, by the end of the game, you look at the numbers, um, it really did. We'll go to the numbers here in a little bit and, and kind of give you guys an idea of what happened there. But starting in the second quarter, there, Aaron Jones started running the rock outside. Looked good. We were kind of mixing it up, putting AJ Dillon in the B gap. Um, then you had a uh, you know Aaron uh, Aaron Jonesy there or Aaron Jones in a, in a B gap run again. And Then the line just collapsed. Luckily, we had a hands to the face penalty that kind of, kind of built us out there, but that's when the offensive line really, really started to collapse and it got ugly um, to me. It looked like John Runyon and, and Zach Tom that struggled the most, but I'm, I'm eager to to get back to the tape and see exactly what happened there. Um, Aaron Jones running the ball outside. Aaron Jones back in the B gap. These are all notes I've got. Uh, then you had the, the stupid penalty there by Amari Rogers. Kind of stalled things out. But then you had the touchdown pass by Aaron Rodgers to Romeo Dobbs. And I'm telling you right now, it was a dot. That was a beautiful pass by Aaron Rodgers to Romeo Dobbs. And it was one of those that, I mean, it was absolutely perfect placement of the ball. And, um, you know, Dobbs with a, a great circus catch, got an elbow down there in the back of the end zone. Um, just an excellent, excellent play all the way around. Anybody who says Aaron Rodgers has lost his accuracy is just silly. When you see that through, it's funny when people were commenting about it. I'm, I'm showing video after video on Twitter. I'm throwing it up there while we're watching the game. Go, Okay, what about this one against the New York Jets? What about this one against the Giants? What about this one against – like his accuracy is still there when he has time to throw. Guys, he's playing behind a banged-up offensive line. Elton Jenkins wasn't able to go again today, right? So you're without your second-best – offensive line, you're down to pretty much your fourth string wide receiver as your number one, right? Like, what do you expect the guy to do? You know, there's only so much you can do in that situation. So um yeah, so as we moved on to the uh <clears throat> later in the second quarter, Savage another missed tackle. There's where you had Quay with the penalty. He got ejected from the game. Next thing you know, you had Devondre Campbell leaving. And uh, you know Savage was late on the end-around touchdown there. That was that was. I mean, it's just like every time Savage comes into the picture, he's he's late every single time. And I, I just don't I don't understand what it would take to try Rudy Ford or you know maybe put Rudy Ford at strong safety and and play Amos at free or maybe even move Rossol to free. But the glaring obvious negative on this defense the thing that every time a big play happens the one constant is darnell savage is somewhere in the pitcher late every single time and it's like if you get beat because you're being too aggressive i get it right if you get beat that way i'm, I'm all for it i'm like okay that's that's you know that's fine like you okay you're playing aggressive you're ov- overly aggressive um i can deal with that you know but when when you're kind of one foot in and one foot out and that's exactly what you're seeing with Darnell Savage it's like he he doesn't want to commit enough to be aggressive but at the same time while he's playing conservative he's still missing tackles it's like i i don't if 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 it's going to be a failed play regardless be aggressive maybe you get them off their spot you know and and who knows maybe Barry is telling him to be that conservative i don't know I just know for a guy who has all that athleticism, all that quickness, all that top end speed, um, all that change of direction, everything that you want in a, in a good free safety, he just seems like he's playing scared. He's playing on his heels constantly. So it uh, just keeps on popping up. And luckily, Jair Alexander there came up with a pass breakup that forced a Buffalo Bills field goal. Then, as we got into the third quarter, right out the gate, holding on a kick return. Had a big kick return by Keyshawn Nixon. Bam, got, got hit with the holding call. Um, then uh Aaron, you know, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he he drew the defense offsides to, to set up a free play like he does with his hard count. And lo and behold, when he does it, man, we got Jacob in the house here. Let me crank his volume up a bit. But you know, Aaron Rodgers comes to the line, he gives the hard uh, the hard count, draws him offline. He he draws them off sides and literally gets hit before he can do a chuck and duck play. <laughs> and, it's, and I'm going. How and, and, you know, me, I'm I'm, kind of, I'm I'm kind of leaning back like, okay, maybe I'm being too negative. And when Chris Collinsworth says, like, I've never seen a situation where a guy gets a free play, drawing the defense off sides, and still gets hit. So that's one of the things in the notes here, uh, the hit on the free play. And then, of course, Aaron Jones, huge trap play, love the pulling guard, great play there. Jonesy on a B-gap run, A.J. Dillon with a great cutback. And then, of course, Dillon went out briefly with an injury. And then you had Tunyon with the the touchdown, but, of course, it was called a penalty. Um, I don't know, man. Coach Han in the chat pointed out, you know, he did. you can't just throw the defender down, and he did throw the defender down, but I always have a problem with those type of penalties simply because the the defender's got his hands all over him. What's he supposed to do? Is he just supposed to run through him? Is he supposed to ignore him? So I can kind of see how on one side somebody would go, that's a ticky-tack call. But I also see on the other side, like Coach Hans said, if you look at the rule books, like, yeah, you did body slam. Him. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so that's all the notes pretty much. As we get in deeper into the third quarter, defensive holding there on Wilson, you can't expect much. Backup inside linebacker, um, savage late coverage, missed tackle. Savage is just all over my notes, negative, 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 negative. But, um, Jacob, I want to get your take, man, just kind of generally on the game. You know, I kind of let off with this tweet uh, a tweet by Andy Herman where he was talking about he laid everything out. If you had told me that we had 400 yards of total offense, we won the time of possession by seven minutes. We won the turnover differential. We rushed for over – I think he said two – was it 200 yards? It might have been 200. Yeah. Yeah, we rushed for over 200 yards. I would have said, hey, we probably – 208. Won. Yeah, it's wild. So, what do you think, man? Early um,
2: – Yeah, man, honestly, it was um, – I'm, I'm – it's hard for me to even come on this but i i question whether or not she, because I didn't,
3: didn't I, you, I didn't expect you i didn't expect you i i
2: didn't have anything positive to add to it and as i saw you know i watched the I, I turned the game off for 10 minutes here and there and then i i can't help it i look back back and now i'm watching the game and i should do that last couple drives and it's it's like every single packer game why can't you do what you do when the game's on the line when when you were you know when your back's to the wall, all of a sudden we start performing. All of a sudden we start finding receivers. All of a sudden he starts looking at his progressions. All of a sudden Samari Torre, which I want to brag real quick, I said Samari Torre would be a guy that you know someone you should look out for. He I think he is better than and and I will say now, Christian Watson. I don't know man, the guy is made of glass. He cannot stay healthy, and it's 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 not even big hits. It's like it's just small. Little things where he goes to the when the guy just seems like he's limp. Um, that's got to get figured out. The guy's got to put more weight on him. Um, that being said, you know we don't have Cobb, we don't have uh, obviously Lazard. A lot of those guys, but I I don't quite. This game is hard for me to diagnose because, like, like you said, if you look at the stat categories, I mean, where do we where do we go? Aaron Jones. 20 carries 143 yards averaging 7.2 I I don't know even AJ Dillon he ran 10 times for five, 54 yards averaging 5.4 you know I Dobbs is looking like the guy that we all thought he was he's making circus catches you know and it's just a fact like why can't we put it all together and then this for the first time uh Jair he's shutting guys down you know he's talking more smack than you could ever imagine in your life and for the first time I in my opinion he backed it up this game he actually started you know throwing guys around getting in their heads you could tell Razul got a pick I mean I don't quite understand how the score is the score because seemingly (laughs) at the back half of the game we we played very well it's just that that initial Hey man, I can't tell you how much I, I don't, I don't enjoy watching Matt LaFleur talk anymore. And
3: he says, let's go. <laughs> no, and, keep going. Keep going,
2: man. You're good. No, I just, I'm saying like, cause when I hear him talk, I don't feel like I'm talking to a man. I feel like I'm talking to a guy that's gotten scolded into saying what he should say. And I don't know how, if, 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 and that makes sense if that translates, but I just don't, I don't feel like he has control of the locker room. I think that now, a lot of the last the last uh, um, episode from mr pack daddy ryan schlip you know he specifically said he doesn't want people to now bubble and, and pile on gosh when he laid out a lot of those statistics about rogers the way that he's handling the team and eh, it's hard to not say that i i'm not going to say that i want rogers to leave but i will say that i'm in, i'm encouraged to see a new regime come into fruition that maybe isn't afraid to just do a system because i thought that we were getting a system quarterback we thought we were getting an mvp that was going to run the system all we got was the mvp that wants to take his shots that's my opinion hmm. and i think that we can see that through the statistics and um i love aaron Rodgers. i'm never gonna you know i i appreciate everything he's done for us but at this point in his career i think that he has a certain way of the way a certain way that he wants to play the game and a certain way that the Packers organization wants to play the game, and I don't think that they uh coincide. Gotcha. <clears throat> now,
3: I, I respect your opinion, I I definitely disagree. We
2: disagree, we yeah, definitely sure. disagree. Me and Clayton have disagreed
3: uh, about everything for, what, this year, weeks? right?
2: <laughs> two weeks, yeah. Well, at least hard two weeks now. Which, yeah, by the way, few- screw you guys for doing that fake argument in the chat. If you guys don't know, Clayton almost <laughs> killed me, just I won't go too deep. He almost Let's just say that they played a joke on us and it wasn't funny. If you're on my side, it wasn't funny.
3: You got to have a little fun every now and then, right?
2: It was really funny if you weren't on my
3: side. We don't have enough time on this (laughs) show to explain how how everything unfolded. But I will say this. As this fake argument was going on, um, I think I got the biggest response from Jacob coming in trying to be the peacemaker. And my response was, what are you, a divorce lawyer? (laughs)
2: Dude. And he says, Justin, Justin goes, don't do, he goes, you see in this, don't get in the middle of it. And I went,
3: I'm going to get in the middle of it. When when Justin got led in on the joke, Justin hits me up and goes, I I thought as soon as I seen Jacob post that and you said that you made the divorce lawyer comment, I thought, oh, now you done did it. (laughs) Nah, but it's all good. Um, Let's do this. Let's go to the podium because he is the head coach. I want to hear from him. And then I'm going to kind of throw a little rebuttal at you um, when I come back and um, kind of give you my two cents on what you just said.
4: That's the kind of stuff uh, that I have zero tolerance for. I can Mistakes are going to happen in this game. Um, but losing your cool, losing your poise, putting the team in, in jeopardy, Um uh, got no tolerance for that. Is today more what you need to be offensively? Forward, forward. I think we got to find that balance. You know, uh, I was super proud of our ability to come off the football. I thought everybody's blocking hard, tight ends, uh, running backs, receivers, or the runners were running hard. I thought Aaron did a fantastic job getting us in and out of good looks, Um, you know, but I I also think that we have to be able to to mix it up a little bit. And, And what's so evident is that fourth down's a great representation of that. You know uh, we ran that play earlier in the game we we're actually trying to run a toss uh, and if we had two outside two guys outside of where we were tossing it we can it to, to the uh, basically a, a, an inside zone and they played cover zero you know did a better job than we did and we need a better play goal it was it was the backside. Was the backside. Coach, can you talk about uh, Isaiah McGuffey's play? Coming back home and getting an opportunity to play when, when Campbell went down there. Yeah, no, I think Isaiah is a guy that always, you're, you know what you're going to get from him. It's going to be 100 miles an hour, full speed ahead. He's tougher than nails. Uh, he, he does a great job on teams. And, you know, when given his opportunities, he's, he's done a nice job on defense as well. So I'll have to go back and uh, take a peek at the at the film before I can give you a, a great assessment on how he did out there, but I thought he handled himself the right way. He had 30 carries, 200 rushing yards
0: tonight. He's just offensively does not have enough support.
3: All right. So, um, before you got on, Jacob, you could hear that, right? Just now? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Before you got on, I was talking about how I, I, I feel better after this game. I do. I I went into this game You know, when we did our picks when the schedule was released, I was the one that was saying I could not believe there were people in our group going, oh, no, we can beat Buffalo. I was like, "How are we watching the same Buffalo, Kansas City? Yeah, any given Sunday. You guys know I say it till the cows come home. But if we're going to just line up these two teams and say, yeah, yeah, we're the better team than Buffalo, that's silly. Now, let me say this. Our number one receiver, Alan Lazard, which some people would say isn't even a number one receiver, but he's our number one receiver, out of the game. Our number two receiver, Randall Cobb, out of the game. Our number three receiver, Christian Watson, out after the first quarter. So now we're down to literally our fourth best wide receiver and on the offensive line, game time scratch, Elton Jenkins, our second best offensive lineman, out of the lineup, right? So – how can we sit here, not saying you are, but how can anyone sit here and go, "Oh yeah, we should win this game"? And if it, if the argument is, "Well, we should at least compete," we lost by ten points. Like yeah. I thought we were going to get boat race, Jacob. When I seen that point spread, I'm like, I try not to pack. I try not to bet on the Packer games. When I seen that point spread, though, I was like, oh, I'd be all over Buffalo right now. Yeah. I really, I really did. Now what? back to
2: go ahead, go ahead i just will say real quick one thing that i thought um i can't remember if it was you or ryan or somebody said that like well kind of the same thing like okay we're gonna lose this game which if you look at any single indication like that's just realistic um just you know we don't want it to happen but it's just if you if you're being realistic this is what's going to happen what ryan said or you said i can't remember who it was we want to see the fight in the second half. We want to see if we don't just bend over and we just take it. And to my, in my opinion, as much as I hated this game and I, I, turned it on and off and, you know, I had it on my other screen as I'm sitting here watching something, I pretend like I'm not watching it. So I could say I turned it off, but I'm completely watching it and I'm having it out of my <laughs> left eye. Right. And I'm watching these things and I'm, I'm seeing that we're doing like, you know, the touchdown passes to, to, to Tory, which again, I just, I, I, I secretly just, jacked out of my seat i was just like yeah i'm not Saint, watching Saint, the game but yeah Saint, that's exactly Saint what happened <laughs> exactly and um yeah. you know and it's it's um we took little steps and we didn't give up and we didn't give up and we're playing against what i would say is arguably the best team in the nfl 100 percent know you you get a couple different calls and that's what, again making me so mad is um <clears throat> the the snaps that i saw
1: in the hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks
2: I, I watch boneheaded plays. I watch people that are out of position making dumb plays, um, just not capitalizing in that moment. It seems like you know when you look at twenty seven seventeen, you think, "Well, that game was," and it was. That basically it was controlled by them. But we had an opportunity early in the in the fourth, late in the third, where we could have completely changed that game around, and we just. And we did in a certain sort of way. And that would have been much more drastic. Had we been that way in the beginning of the game. And that's what I'm saying is why don't we find that it's, it's this goes back to the McCarthy age, you know, where all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, we turn it on. We, we see what our offense can do. We see what our defense can do. Everybody's playing balls to the walls, but it's like, why does it only happen once the fourth quarter ticks on? And it's like, that to be, me then again goes back to coaching. It's like, why aren't these guys jacked up? Why aren't you getting motivated? And again, I, I see Matt LaFleur answer questions and I just see, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Oh yeah, that's a great thing. It's like I I'm not hating Matt LaFleur. I, I don't want his job done. And honestly, I don't think that Barry I'm more I'd be more on the um on the side of Barry maybe losing his job just because what have you done show me what have you done for me lately compared to last season that's not a great improvement kind of thing but as far as the floor the floor gets a pass the guys won 13 games for the first three years of his you know he gets a pass for the next three four years if i'm considering like if i'm being honest it's it's just me as a packer fan um that being said i just i don't know man it's just there's something there that needs to click and it's not clicking and it's so weird because like Rodgers can be doing great or Jones can be running for 7.2 yards per carry. And for some reason, we're just, we're not winning. We're not progressing. We're not making drives into, and it's just one or two plays, one or two plays, every series. It seems to take one step forward, two steps back kind of thing. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, You know, for me, people, People kept saying the key, the key to winning is running the football. You got to run the football. You got to run. And we the football. Did.
2: And we, and we, did. we ran the
3: ball thirty-one times for two hundred eight, average six point seven yards a pop, and we lost by and ten. And that's great.
2: Play. And that's great. So let's yeah.
3: take this. Let's take that and throw it out the freaking window and say, okay, <laughs> the secret isn't thirty runs per game. That's silly. It's all about game flow. All about game flow. That fourth and one, I was praying. Oh. I was praying. I, was, I said, and he just talked about, I don't know if you heard him, but he said it was a toss play. They come to the line, and they have two guys on the outside. They can't run the toss, so they can to an inside zone, got stuff. But I'm sitting there on my couch going, please. You can't,
2: you can't pass on a fourth and one again, right? No, like, no, no,
3: no, no, no,
2: no. I'm, I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those guys right. that would say it. I'm sorry. I would. I, I, I got you. Be... I got you.
3: But I was sitting there going, please run the ball. just." And I'm looking at the gap. Here's the thing. In my mind, I'm going, can it and throw the football. There's no way you're gaining this first down. The, I, I look at the line. I look at the hat count. I look at the box. I didn't know it was a toss play. When I heard can, I thought maybe he is going to pass. And as soon as he did, my heart dropped because I'm like, he's going to get crucified if he throws an incomplete pass right here. <laughs> But it was the right thing to do. Sure enough, they can do an inside zone, get stuffed. And I'm like, thank God they did that. But I want to hear those people that were saying it's fourth and one, run the ball, run the ball, run. It's about the situation. It's about the flow of the game. Like, and here's the thing, man. <clears throat> what What we were talking about in the, in the chat the other day, and it got kind of heated, was – People were saying, "This is McCarthy's offense. This is not McCarthy's offense." They're coming out in ace twelve, and 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 when they are in ace eleven, they're they're not even in they're not even in doubles. What they're on is like a twin set. So you're literally you're putting yourself in this tiny little box, this tiny little box to try to complete these short passes in these narrow windows, and you're literally drawing the entire defense in, with with nothing spread about it at all. In the second half of this game, when the passing game opened up, it's because they started spreading the formation out. You ask any defensive coordinator that's got two brain cells to rub together, hey, which would you rather prefer in the passing game? Would you would you have to would you rather have to cover a tight split passing game or a widespread passing game? They're gonna go, oh, give me the tight split because we can play it from the outside in and contain everything. And and to me, that is on the coaches. And that's what Aaron was saying in the interview when he said, I told Matt from the beginning, this offense is flawed. This scheme is flawed. You know, in the West Coast offense that he was brought up in, this West Coast spread with a little bit, you know, McCarthy brung the zone running system into Green Bay. Um, I can't remember. I think he hired Atlanta's offensive line coach that brung in the zone scheme. But within the West Coast offense – there's progressions. There's levels to it. There's there's ways that you can attack a defense, especially a zone defense like we play primary today. To the best of my knowledge, I've seen a lot of zone defense, but you you can't you can't just push the ball down the field through the air with these tight splits. You can't do it. Look, think of this, Jacob. Think of all the days, uh, you know, with uh, with the New Orleans Saints and what they did with their high-powered offense with Drew Brees back in the day. It was it was completely spread out wide split. Look at what Tom Brady and Randy Moss and those guys did in New England. It was wide splits. That's I'm telling you, that's that's the key to the passing game. And what they're trying to do is exactly what Darnell Savage does. It, it's hilarious. It's like a microcosm of the whole situation. They're half in and half out. They won't commit to one thing or the other. And I think most people would say that that's the definition of not having an identity. And that's what it kind of feels like. And that does fall at the foot the feet of the head coach for sure. But at the same time, Darnell
2: savage, bro. Just sorry to interrupt, but like that, that guy, I mean, you can just basically key on him on any position of any play. And the guy just, he just, he makes the wrong one. And it's not even, he'll put his body in the position to make the play. And then he'll Mm -hmm. just like, he'll as a defensive player, juke himself out of the, out of the tackle. Like I've never seen anything like it. Like, you know, when I was, playing football as a kid I remember my coaches like if, if you're getting deked out just look at his waist the waist doesn't move you know what I'm saying the legs and the hips it's like and Shakira the body.
3: The hips don't lie Yeah, exactly.
2: that's so the hips don't <laughs> lie bro by the way she's under tax evasion but whatever I'm just saying uh <laughs> they, gee, they're just like he say like watch the waistline because everything below or underneath or below or on top of that is going to move but that right. will not move like you got just got to tackle that and Savage man, the guy just looks like he's yeah. like you said, he's on skates, and it's not even like it's he looks so bad that why would you not just key on him? Why would you not just run every single route, every single run play, everything that ends up developing to his side of the ball? He's either gonna overrun it, overshoot it, undershoot it, he's just gonna whiff it. It's it, he's he's not sign him to a 6 year option, is what my my uh Viking fan buddy says.
3: <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> about, Paul. They, they want him around forever. Yeah. Give an extension. Exactly. Um, we got we got twelve at the podium, so let's uh let me flip let's flip this back on. Out. Let's go see what, go hey, what hey.
0: twelve's got to say here real quick. Uh, we got held on the outside. I'm not sure, but just execution. Hey, hey. You know, I like the aggressiveness. Fourth and three, they're going for it. But uh, you know, we got to help our defense out a little bit early in the game. I think when we went on a run back in sixteen, uh, we started those games faster, so we play more one dimensionally on defense. Uh, we just haven't done that. You know, they've. Uh, we haven't put up any points early in the games to get our defense to have a chance to kind of put near us back and get after the passer. you know, obviously play long enough to be able to stay with this kind of garbage time production, an actual real tangible signs of growth that can be carried forward. What do you think of uh, playing with that to a toy? they've already not kept it. Yeah, there's some people receivers. Yeah, I don't look at any of that as garbage time. Especially when it's two possessions. Maybe if it's three possessions, that might fall in that category. But I was proud of uh, Samori with his second uh, Justin there on his touchdown. That's a big moment for the kid. Uh, first touchdown in the NFL, pretty special, even though it's in the loss. That'll be a good memory for him. Uh, and then Amori made a few plays. Unfortunately, the uh, interception, he was wide open for probably another 10 or 11 yard gain. Uh, but nice job outside release and making a contested catch down the sideline. So we're going to need that. Uh, we had a lot of plays in for Christian this week. So losing him in the first drive obviously uh, didn't help us. And then finding out how he was going to play 90 minutes before the game. So with last week with Dave, that doesn't help either. Um, that's kind of what's been going on with us, you know. Throw it just down to Bobby, get a penalty. Come back, have a big kickoff return, have a penalty. I uh, think we're getting all our guys back for a week and then somebody's out. So nobody really feels sorry for us, we gotta find a way to get one win. I feel like we can just get one and the whole momentum changes. I, I thought we had a great practice, the energy in the pre in the locker room was different. It felt like Packers again. I feel like for whatever reason we didn't have confidence for a few weeks. We weren't playing with a lot of energy, we weren't amped up before the game. So I like the way we felt before the game. Maybe it was football, maybe it was being counted out, maybe it was uh, this environment. But I think
3: like, uh, that's encouraging. But the play the first half wasn't very encouraging. Now with the Zayda, all right. So the uh the throw to Romeo Dobbs, man you you could not throw that football any better. Anybody who says he has lost his accuracy, I'm sorry. Name the quarterback that drops that that drop in the bucket like he did to Romeo Dobbs. Name him.
2: I mean, in in. Uh Again, I don't know if it was you or I don't remember which podcast I'm listening to anymore. But this guy's, you know, his his accuracy is it's on par. The, his numbers are on par. We're basically looking at this season through a lens of we already know it's gonna be a bad season. But if we were to look at through a the lens of like maybe he we have a four and two record or a six and one record or whatever that case is. Rogers' numbers are not that far deviated off of what his numbers would be in that MVP or a, what we'd call a quote unquote, good season. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to take a step back and look at that analytically and think like, okay, is this maybe our, is the sky falling? Is everything, you know, drastically bad or is maybe there's, there's just certain situations where we're not capitalizing. And to me as much as I want to, you know, I jump on the bad wagon sometimes of like, yeah, we got to fire this guy. I, to me, I didn't like Barry. Now I'm kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't, I want to make a hard stance on that, but to me, the whole Rogers thing is we're, it's not that he's bad. It's not that he all of a sudden doesn't know how to throw. It's not that all this stuff, there's just certain, certain situations that are not giving him confidence. And I think that he's already addressed it. He says that he doesn't quite understand where the rookies are going, but to me, maybe I'm crazy, but he seemed like he kind of said that he likes Amari and he likes Samari Torre, right? In those interviews. So who is he calling out lately in these interviews where he's saying that guys aren't maybe doing their job and they should be is it Lazard who's not playing? Like
3: no, I'll tell you, my opinion, it wasn't receivers. That's where people missed it.
2: Do you think it's maybe all line?
3: It was offensive line, Roy Snowman. Okay. Yeah. And also I think it was defense.
2: Royce Newman, hundred percent, dude. Yep. That probably what he's saying, like they shouldn't have snaps anymore. And now mm-hmm. you look at what's happening there, and you get Tom at left tackle, and then Tom at left guard. Boom, yep. You just, you just solve that riddle.
3: That's that. That's what makes sense to me.
2: Um, but by and, the way, uh, did Tom not get his butt kicked today? Oh, I don't I understand yeah. how you go from left tackle looking so good to left guard and get put oh. on skates, like, bro.
3: It that and and him going up against Ed Oliver. I mean. That ain't no joke. It, that's a, that. That is what we call a grown, you know what, man, right there. And I mean, he did. He got put on skates, but left guard is much, much different than left tackle. And, and I'm not saying one's easier than the other. I will say this though: when it comes to scheme, if you're in a spread West Coast style offense, left tackle is the most important position on the offensive line. But I am. The more I study this wide zone boot scheme, I think center is the most important on the entire – on the entire offensive line. Because left tackle, I mean, when you think about it, it's very seldom that he's getting hit from the left side, even when when someone's playing over there where they're getting pressure. It just seems like it's always coming from the front side. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's actually true
2: when you think – well, I shouldn't say always true, but it's – yeah.
3: And and I need to study it. I'm going to study it in the offseason for sure. And
2: it seems as though that Rodgers is assisting them because lately he seems like he will sense that back-end pressure – and he immediately steps up, and he will step up It's like without looking to run. He just steps up thinking that pocket, you know what I'm saying, is going to be there, but he just Mm – I don't know. That's the one thing about – I shouldn't say the one thing, but one of the biggest things about Rodgers this year that I just don't sense confidence from is that his pocket presence. He just seems like the second that anything breaks, he gets fancy feet, and he starts just running around, and Mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't know if it's necessarily – I don't know if that's his his fault or if it's the fault of, of younger guys he doesn't trust, you know, but.
3: Yeah. There there was a play, too, where they, they played a single high man look, and it, to me it looked like they were playing um, – they weren't playing as much catch as they were. They were giving the outside. They were daring to throw it outside, and he had Tunyon on a on a corner route. going to be It wasn't going to be wide open, but it was going to be a throw much like um, the one to uh, Romeo Dobbs there in the back of the end zone, but he couldn't step up and make the throw. He just couldn't. Right. And those are the things that it's easy to go, well, he had a receiver open down the field, just throw it. Like yeah. this isn't Madden. You, you don't just, you don't right. push the Y button and, yeah. and, and you know what I mean? Like it doesn't work like that. What, but what, with that, what but I, would- I, said, though, I was going to say, uh you know, as far as like the flow of the game and, it's it's funny because I'm watching it and I'm watching Twitter at the same time. I got I got the TV. I've got an awesome setup now, by the way, Jacob. I got the 75 inch with the TV live, and then I've got a 50 inch right here on my right, and that's what I do film study with. I've got it intentionally on a one minute delay, so I'm seeing it in real time. Oh, I need to see that again, but I don't want to lose my spot, so I go to the 50 and catch a playback. Right, and then I got Twitter and everything pulled up on the computer. We're well, on Twitter. There were people bashing him because he was laughing on the sideline with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon down by 10. And I'm going, last week you were mad because he was rolling his eyes. Like, what is he supposed to do? This guy can't win. He can't win. Like, So let's go to the numbers here real quick. Let's just kind of look at it. He finished 19 of 30 for 203, um, averaged 6.8, had two touchdown passes, one interception of course that was the ball that was tipped I don't put that on Aaron personally you may uh, call I me an apologist yeah. but when when a ball is tipped by a defensive lineman, I don't I don't put that on the quarterback personally um 94 or 91.4 rating Aaron Jones 20 carries 143 yards average
2: 7.2 yards of pop real quick dude 20 carries and he still is averaging 7.2 yards like i
3: think he's the best uh, running back in the
2: game i do i really do like and and because of the fact imagine if he had i don't know anybody's offensive line that was actually grading out well like imagine what aaron jones could do if he had 10 yards before he had contact you know what i'm saying the dude i'm pretty sure that he has the yak off the charts i'm pretty sure he breaks more like tackles in a span of 10 yards and any other back that's been in the league for the last 10 years, I, I just – I've I've had to pump my brakes on myself because I said, well, why don't we run the ball more, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I understand that's a stupid thing to say because, like you said, maybe he got eight quote-unquote runs, but he had 17 touches last week. I understand that. So that's – that's usual, mm-hmm. it's utilizing him in a different way, which to me is still – utilizing him what i don't understand those are the games where you don't even get the guy you know touch the ball in any capacity right. for 10 times a game Completely that agreed. is where yeah. you have something to argue about that's when you have something to talk about and honestly you could maybe make that case for aj dylan but dylan this this week again he had 10 carries for 54 yards the guy did his job and he did a lot more of that um aj dylan type-esque stuff where He makes initial contact. He drives forward for three yards. A guy jumps on his back and he falls forward for another two yards. You know what I mean? Like that's the guy that we wanted. That's the AJ Dillon that we signed up for. So, um, yeah, there's encouraging stuff here. And and real quick, I'll I'll, Razul Douglas. That's my dog if we're going oh, to yeah. dog on the week, I mean, that's the guy just, you know, he was there, man. And, and honestly, Jair too, the guy was making a lot of, he was talking a lot of smack and yep. he wrote some checks that he could cash tonight. So
3: he did, he showed up big time, man. Big
2: and, time. and if he can be that guy, we need that guy on, on our Packers defense. That's somebody that literally when he, they start, I mean, Stefan Diggs came up to him, came up to him, in the tunnel when they were running out and started talking smack to him and saying, You know, I'm gonna own you in this. So I'm sorry, dude, don't put a quarter in Jair if you don't want him to do that. So no. Stefan Diggs <laughs> came out, he said that, you know, and Jair did exactly what I want Jair to do if you put a quarter in him. Yes, exactly. Keep talking smack, keep throwing him down. Yes, 100%. Well, even,
3: even, la- it was either last year or Matt LaFleur's first year he hugged him pregame one time, and he said, hey, bring that swag that you always bring. That's what he's talking about, that energy. And that yeah. was one of the things that was on his scouting report. That is a good thing. I'm just more of the fact of, like, if, you, if you're if you getting beat like he got beat last week against Terry McLaurin, shut up and play ball. Well, yeah. tonight, he backed it up. He showed up tonight,
2: big time. You Can I credit, say credit. one other highlight that I really, really was excited about, which yeah. uh, Kingsley Enigbare.
3: Hey, dude, I'm telling you, he's a dog, dude.
2: Yo, he's going to be good. He's going to be yep. really really good. He had two tackles, two solo, two tackles for losses. The guy yep. and and he actually whiffed on one which would, would be a sack, I think it was. Maybe where he just was a little bit out of um out of motion where he 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 couldn't quite make the sack, but the guy I'm seeing flashes. I'm seeing flashes of somebody that is like you give him two or three more years behind a good coach and a good you know, defensive yep. Mindset. I think this guy is really, really good.
3: And that's really what's going to happen, Jacob, because <clears throat> we talked about this extension for Preston Smith, and Preston Smith played great tonight too, man. he's he he's, 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 he's
2: been so, great all season.
3: He's so good against the run, man. He's so just if, – if anybody runs left outside, I'm going, oh, we're good. Like Preston, he's just got that wingspan. But yeah. the, the beautiful thing about that extension is when we get two years into that extension, we're going to get to a point where we can either restructure and free up cap, or just cut Preston Smith and free up a ton of cap, and guess who's going to step into that role? Enigbare. So yes. it's. I think that's a great, great draft
2: pick. You know, so another person you, showed up. You've, was uh, Jared you've Pee- given in that it's Enigbare. You've, you've six. Uh,
3: you know, I, to, at this point, <laughs> at this point, <laughs> I'm hearing the announcers on national television. They're saying Enigbare. I I, I, I guess.
2: You heard it here.
3: Yeah, it. I'm. I'm on board. Yeah, I'm with you now. <laughs> hey. But uh, Jaron Reed, dude, two more quarterback hits. The dude's getting pressure yeah, yeah. on the QB.
2: Ah, uh, so, this is me shooting off the cuff. I'm pretty sure I saw that they showed he's the 40th out of like 120 D linemen, which I'll take that. Jaron Reed or Jaron Reed doing that. I mean, yeah, hell, hell yeah, man.
3: Absolutely, yeah. For what we're and paying I mean, him, sure, yeah,
2: hundred percent.
3: You had, had Jai Alexander and Russell Douglas both having interceptions, but really the. The story of the day for me, man, when it comes down to it, I mean, we're at we're at the 48-minute mark, so we'll be wrapping up soon. This flew by, and I, I appreciate you hopping wow. on, but, man, for me, I'm coming away encouraged. I felt like they fought. I felt like when, when Matt LaFleur went into the locker room at halftime, they interviewed him. He said, when he came out, he said, I told him, look, let's just go out here and fight. Let's just go out here and do everything we can yeah. in the second half. Let's don't yeah. worry about the score. Let's go out here and compete and let's go fight. And I felt like they did that. So um,
2: that's- honestly, that that I think I texted you or maybe I said it there that like I'm just sick of hearing Matt Lafleur. You know, like his words. You know, he he just seems like a politician. Where it's like, we got to do the work. We got to make the work be done. Oh, no, We're gonna do. it. It's like, bro, you are under the freaking controls of the system. So then when I saw him say that, like. Like you said, at halftime. Like you know, we're 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 gonna have to put it on these guys. They're gonna have to make the difference. And they did actually fight in the second half. I will put them. I I will acknowledge it. In, in my opinion, they did fight. And who knows? You know, if we make that field goal and we get that onside kick, who knows what this game looks like? You know, I don't know, but I'm no, just yeah. saying. And
3: it, it's every game, Jacob. It's coming down to one or two plays. You know, last week it was the touchdown catch by uh, McLaurin, right over mm-hmm. top of Jair. Yeah. This yeah. week. It was the Stephon Diggs touchdown catch over top of Russell Douglas. We just talked about Russell had a great game. He'll probably grade out kind of mediocre on PFF. I wouldn't be surprised because of that touchdown catch and a couple other plays yeah. but and, and penalties as well. But um, overall, I, I just like his aggressiveness. He's He is my favorite DB. He's probably my favorite defensive
2: player. I think that it's been amazing the guy. fact that he, he wasn't a one-year flash. I think he's showing that – It was a great goody sign that this year he's, he's not, you know, he's not a showstopper, but he's a very, very solid cornerback. Dude,
3: I was, I was very, very concerned and very skeptical about that going into the season. Like, ah, that might've just been a fluke. No, he seems, he seems legit. And, you know, this is what it comes down to. And this is kind of my summing it all up. We were without our top three wide receivers. I'm going to say it again. We were without our second best offensive lineman, we were without, in the second half, our top two inside linebackers, Jacob. Yeah, Think about that. Sure. Like, this, this was a skeleton crew. And somehow we come out and we hold Josh Allen to 218 passing yards, forced him to throw two interceptions. His Gosh. QB rating was 75.1. We sacked him twice. Um, Like, the running game was what really gashed us. They surprised me with how much they ran. They really did. but
2: You know um, what this reminds me of, Clayton? What's that? It's a shameless plug. I, in my PFP Packernet Fantasy Podcast (laughs) episode or league, uh, I'm the leading scorer. I have scored the most points of anyone in the league, but I also have been scored against more than any other person in our league. Therefore, I am second to last place. With more points than any other person that's in our league. So that just means that opportune opportunities. You just need to strike when the iron is hot. And sometimes the, you know, yeah. it just it doesn't it doesn't fall your way. And this is one of those seasons where um what a great year to start a Packers podcast, right? <laughs> Bro,
3: uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. You know, I was so thinking earlier today. I was talking to Mandy, and she was like, "God, we always have such great seasons." In the, and when you start <laughs> podcasting, it's like I was like, and "This is what I told her." I said, "Hey, look, if we make it through this year, then we're gold from gold. here on out. We're got, gold, we're man. getting great training on how to handle it for sure." <laughs> who do the Packers have next week? Do you know who they got next? Oh God, don't put me on the spot like that. I'm trying. Um, to, I'm trying to look. I'm looking right now. Hold on a second. We get the lions. We're at the lions next
2: year. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't make me feel good, man.
3: That that ain't no slam dunk. It ain't a slam. There ain't nothing a slam dunk this year.
2: No, Uh, I'm not taking anything for granted for the rest Mm -hmm. of the year. 100 percent Like if anything, that to me is the most difficult game we'll face in the rest of our year because you know how it goes. Yeah. You know, we we, we perform against the Bills when we're not supposed to, and we'll underperform (laughs) against the Lions. That's just right. right.
3: Yeah, we got some juggernauts coming up, man. But dude, to me though, I don't look at this season like, oh, this is just an absolutely horrible season. It's like, listen, it, we're finding out what this team is made of right now. And tonight, I feel like was a step forward. Like, okay, these guys are gonna fight. Period. If if that second half had went the same way the first half did, I'd be I'd be sitting there talking totally different. I'd be like, okay, yeah, we're we're screwed. But the fact that they came out and fought tonight, and like Aaron said, he feels like we just get that one win. I'm not saying we're going to make the playoffs. I ain't saying that. But I know this, we're finding out on this roster, this is the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career that he threw two touchdown passes, one two touchdown passes to rookie receivers. Think about that.
2: Ryan,
3: Both touchdown uh, yeah. passes were – to and, and Jacob – we're not talking about a first round rookie receiver, a fourth rounder and a seventh Seven. rounder.
2: Seventh. Seven. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So well, everything into perspective, right? So what we're finding is on this roster, okay, who who are we gonna have on this roster moving forward? Aaron may be here next year, he may not, right? If he is great, if he ain't, oh well, time marches on. But who on this roster wants to freaking stay? Who wants to be a part of the Packers organization moving forward? And we're finding out, you find that out. When you're getting your nose bloodied in the second half in Buffalo, period. But that's all I got, man. You got anything you want to add to this before we wrap this thing up?
2: Man, I do, but I don't want to say it. I'm just, I. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go there real quick. I do think that this year is one of those weird years where if we had Jordan Love, just because he would do exactly what he was told, he would play within the system. He would do. He would be trying to, you know, string guys out for a fade and blah blah blah. I think that this is the year if we had a Jordan love or insert any vanilla quarterback that we would probably be at least a four and three team, at least a five and three. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm not saying I'm done with Rogers. I'm just saying that I'm ready for a new regime because it seems as if that the they're counteracting each other as far as what the scheme and what the quarterback wants to do. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to say anymore. I'm just saying what I'm saying.
3: I got you, dude. Hey, I respect it. You're not the only one that feels that way. I promise you that. Again, you, we you can don't...
2: humbly disagree. This is how oh, it goes, absolutely. guys. You don't just like hate each other immediately because you have disagreeing facts, right? You just, yeah,
3: you don't, you don't, you have don't a just... drink and then
2: move on with your life. Yeah. You don't, you don't try to ruin more.
3: each other's life because you exactly. disagree with policies.
2: Cheaper. Oh, I, I
3: said it. Oh, no. We got too close. <laughs> anyway, all right. So that's it. Again, the Packers <laughs> drop a tough one here in, in Buffalo 27-17. Yeah. If if I'm getting on your if I'm getting on your nerves for being for being upbeat and happy and and uh and um I, I wouldn't say satisfied, but I'm proud of this team, man. I'm proud of the way they played tonight. They fought no, back, that's, that's they fair. did everything that's they could, fair. and and again Without your top three receivers, without your second best offensive lineman, without your top two inside linebackers, and they yeah. went out there and scrapped yeah. with arguably the best team in the league, dude. Bring yeah, on Detroit. I'm ready for some more dude. football next Sunday, and I'll be right here. So, um, let's that, go, though, dude. Jacob, thank you so much for hopping on, dude. That makes things a lot easier when you got somebody on here to talk to because <laughs> it's funny. I, I turned positive when you got on here. It might have went dark if you hadn't joined, so you never know.
2: <laughs> you know me, always positive.
3: <laughs> All right, guys, again. Bills, uh, bill's come away twenty-seven seventeen. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. So for those of you that's listening to this on Monday afternoon, um, hope you guys have a great work day. And, uh, yeah, take care of yourself. And if you guys need anything, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on, uh, on email at, uh, at packerstortalaccess uh, at gmail.com. And uh, we will be back tomorrow night live on Twitter and YouTube with Coach Han, kind of doing a game review and talk about some crucial moments uh, kind of expanding a little bit of chalk talk, not as detailed on individual plays, hey, but just kind of talking quick. about.
2: Clayton, yep. what time are you doing that?
3: Um, should be 8 p.m. Eastern time, I think, is the plan.
2: Could you? Can we do a mashup? Because we usually record our uh, fantasy football podcast around that time. Hmm. Um, at least, just maybe do like maybe like a ten-minute mashup or something like that, where we could get you and we Coach you in.
3: Yeah, well, let me, uh let me talk to We, 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 we
2: talked Packers for the first half of the, of the podcast. That's our thing. so
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, Anyways, only we'll th- talk about it. We'll talk about it.
3: Yeah, the only thing is we've got to come up with some footage, and he and I are going to discuss specifically what we're going to cover as far as the keys to the okay. game and everything. Um, I, I think it would be awesome moving forward. I just don't know if we'll have enough time to do it tomorrow. But, but All right, yeah, fine, anyway. Clayton.
2: I guess we won't have you on our podcast. Fine.
3: <laughs> just hit you with that A.J. Dillon stiff arm there. <laughs> <laughs> <It's tough. laughs> anyway Come guys like i said y'all have a y'all have a great monday afternoon appreciate you downloading and listening uh as always let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world go Pat. go 17-14 cowboys out in front star begins
1: to-
0: Pass is picked off and who is it? Big B.J. Raji for the touchdown! Punt fake, Wallace, picked off, Nick Collins! Nick Collins on the return inside the 10,
1: leaps for the touchdown!